live stream. This meeting is now being live streamed on Facebook. I guess I should believe it. Yeah. Um, there it is. January 29th. Original okay. sound. Original sound. Yeah, original yeah. sound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you um, overlooked the pool? Hang on. Where's my... Okay, great. Thank you. Leave... No. Okay. Leave meeting. No. Why is this not... Why is it covering up my original sound? Uh, the uh, There's a bar across the top now, so it's on the right-hand side that you say okay. Okay. Got it. Yeah, weird. Um, I am over... Uh, yeah, okay. So that's... The original sound is on, and uh, everyone can uh, should be able to hear this. Welcome, everybody. It's another uh, Humble and Fred show. And uh, everyone should be able to uh, hear this. Uh, that lit up, Fred. <laughs> it's fucking right. uh, America's uh, smart guy to dumb people. That should be his. Um, that should be his uh, uh, Joe Rogan uh, theme. theme. Yeah, it's Joe That's Rogan's right. theme. It's time for the Joe Rogan show. Uh, that is anyway. Fat uh, comedian Dennis Leary. Remember the uh, series he was in about the firefighters? It was so good. What was that called again? Come on, Howie. Fireman. Uh, I never saw it. I was going to mention oh. it, though. Fireman. Firefighting man. Yeah, it was great. I forget the name of it. It was so Death good. Death fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, hold on. I'll research. <laughs> Do some research for me, will you? Go to the Google. Go to the Google. The um, it was called Fire. Putting out fires with gasoline. Tonight on not tonight on CTV. It's a firefighting guy. Rescue me! It was great. Rescue what? Rescue me! Really? So good. Yeah. Is that what it was called? No, I think this is lying. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since Trump, <laughs> this I am. This I am. DB is lying. <laughs> no, I, I I love when I reason that made me laugh on two levels. One is. I was mostly expressing me like, "Oh, really?" Oh, okay. <laughs> not, not like I didn't. I wasn't. I didn't want to question your research paper. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but that's sometimes when people make that mistake when they're trying to express more like, "Oh, it's surprise or or interest." Right. When I <laughs> no, I get it. But the third time, no, I, I, I thought no, I, the third time you said that, I thought, "Oh, I think I don't think he believes this." <laughs> So, like a lot of times on the Humble and Fred show, something yeah. that I was planning on bringing up with you two, bringing up, uh, you have we have touched on inadvertently, and that is, you know, in these television shows that uh, these networks. Well, two two quick parts. One, I don't know if people who were big fans of Rescue Me even remembered that Dennis Leary was originally a stand-up comic, right? One of those guys that has two distinct sections of their career, much like Joe Rogan, who who is a stand-up comedian, who had a career as a TV guy and now is morphed into, a, what do you call him, America's uh, smart guy for stupid people. America's smart guy to dumb people. 
And the only reason I say that, he went off on Canada and Trudeau, and it's just so... And again, I always have to preface it. You know I'm not a big fan of Trudeau. But the guy goes off on the country and Trudeau, and none of it's true. Like, none of it's true. And he sits there blabbering this out to millions of whoever, Americans, Canadians, whatever, who listens to that show. I don't. I can't. I've tried too long. Um, and it's it was just like nonsense. And then he chastises the other day, you know, and he's going, come on, Canada, come back to where you were. Be the country you used to be. And it's like, wait a minute. This guy's now backing Trump. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, and, and you know, here's the thing. He's doing that. He's doing that. That's, that's part of his new shtick. Mm-hmm. But it's also part of the alt-right. You know, Tucker Carlson was just up in Alberta. Mm-hmm. And and again, when I, I love when I hear those guys say, you know, we're coming to liberate you, Canada, or Rogan's bid is, you know, go, come back to where you used to be. Five years ago, Joe Rogan couldn't tell you fucking one thing about Canada. No. Neither could Tucker Carlson. That's why I laugh when they say that, because come back to where we used to be. Well, explain our, our, explain our parliamentary system to us, you doofus. Yeah. And how it works. Yeah, exactly. And how we've lost all our freedoms and, you know, we're in a free fall and all this stuff listen we have our struggles just like other countries have nobody's nobody's disputing that but hey buddy turn around and look at your own shit show and he's again endorsing trump and he's always making fun of biden but the problem with joe rogan is you talk about you know the problems with misinformation in the united states and in north america right now all around the world and he's a big 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 part of that now he doesn't like he fucking throws stuff out there with no idea what he's talking about. It's un, it, it's shocking. actually. Well, and that's part of it, too, is the hypocrisy of Tucker yeah. Carlson. And we all know what he thinks of Trump. And yet he. Mm-hmm. But here's my I want to get to this television thing, because right. my quick theory on all of this with those guys is they're just looking for new markets. Yes. They're just looking for new places where they can take their model, which they've developed in America and just import it around the world because mm-hmm. they're looking for the same type of dissatisfied, mm-hmm. not super well informed. Anyway, um, let's, but, and but they're looking for content about, too, right? That, well, that exactly looking for content well, and looking for um, markets. Well, it's, you're so right, Howard, because what's happened to this guy, what he's morphed into, what he was, as you say, just a couple of years ago. Yeah, and what and he's morphed into. a really funny comedian, very funny stand-up comic. Really? Yes. I have to, I have to go back and look at some of that because. Go look at a Netflix special the, or two from 10 years ago. He's very funny. Okay. Well, and then he's. You know, all over the late, you know, the the far right now, too. They're all over Saturday Night Live, and they're all over Jimmy Kimmel and the late, late night talk show hosts. You know, because those guys poke witty fun at mm-hmm. politics, and Trump in particular, which is an e- easy target. And I'm thinking, oh, really? Like, okay. All right. You know, yeah, you're, you're you know, part of that group yeah, now. See, for me, that doesn't that doesn't bug me too much. And I'll tell you why, mm-hmm. because that, that's always been sort of fair play. Right. It's and, and for them to get to be disgruntled or pissed or make it or mocking Saturday Night Live, Jimmy Kimmel, all those guys. That's fine. Sure. Um, because that is sort of like that's, you know, what do they say? Turn about is fair play. But before we get too deep into this, I, I know I, I, I would just say I'm surprised so many others have gone there. I'm just surprised that he did. I don't. That's all. 
Like, okay. uh, you know, but um, two things. We got to start the show. Yes. And I want to talk about something that I, that, again, tying into the fact that we're talking about Dennis Leary. Remember that? Yes. Are you sure? By the way, what's the name of that show again? Rescue me. I don't think so. Rescue think me. Rescue. Wasn't, there a, wasn't there a Motown song called <laughs> yes. Rescue Me? No, it's. Uh, but I don't think you're right. I don't think that's the name of the show. I think it's a different show. Oh, OK. Yeah. <laughs> It's called, first, oh, right. It's called Suck Me. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Suck My Dick. Uh, so in the meantime, let's start this program, everybody. This episode of Humble and Fred is being broadcast to the world from our state-of-the-art Humble and Fred studio in Puerto Aventuras, Mexico. From our well-equipped Brampton facility with a worldwide sports portal, and from Lisa's dining room table next to trendy black sticks in a vase, and is brought to you by the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Boron One, Bodog, Kelsey's, and Lender's Choice Mortgages. And now here are two men who, despite the 5,247 kilometers separating them, can still tell when one of them has farted. It's Humble and Fred. Very good, Dan Duran. I was trying to uh, help Dan pronounce the place where I'm spending the next couple months. It's uh, Puerto Aventuras. And I said, it's very simple, Dan. It's Pooh. <laughs> it's it's Puerto. You know... But we should have recorded that because that was kind of funny. Yeah, that, was, that was a helpful it, tip, yeah, because yes. we went through the poo. Yeah. And everything Humble and Fred, of course, is based in poo, Puerto Aventuras. Anyway. Um, You've settled in nicely? Yeah, I'll get to that in a second. Because one right. of the things that you, because we were talking about this, this mm. television show, right. Rescue Me. And I had wanted to talk about a show that I keep being, you, you've seen it. And I'm wondering if Dan has heard of it being promoted during the football. Okay. Yesterday was a full day of uh, NFL playoff football. I know we'll talk about that later as well. But there's a show, Dan, called it's a CTV original called Sight Unseen. Mm. Oh. Mm-hmm. And Freddie, you saw the ad. It's been on it yes. a thousand times. Yes. And Dan, the premise of this show, an original television program. Is it's a it's a beautiful young detective who can't see very well. <laughs> can't see very well. She's like blind. I, I can't tell if she's completely blind or mostly blind, but she's got blindness as part of her detective CV. And yet, and yet, she's the only person on the force that can find anybody. And the name of the program is Sight. Unseen, and I've seen the promo for this television. I've seen it a hundred times in the last month, and it just occurred to me yesterday: How did this get pitched? What was that meeting like, Dan? You're in television. <laughs> well, there's an elevator pitch, and you just did it right there. Well, there's uh, she. She's mostly she can't see very well, but she's the one that can find them bad guys. Right. She's <laughs> overcome diversity. And, uh, you know, all of her other senses have been uh, heightened, likely, right? Because if she can't see, so, so she can uh, smell better than the other people. And she actually, old. she looks like she smells great, by the way. <laughs> she definitely does. She's got big eyes and she's brunette and probably has nice feet. The way you talked about it off the top, I forget the term you used, but 
CTV produces it? It's a CTV original. Yep. Really? Yeah, man. So it's done here, like Canadian money and all that stuff? Wow. Yeah, there's quite a few of them that are done here with Canadian money. Yeah, it wasn't Dan, I thought you. I, I thought it was in your contract. You had to appear in all, every Canadian produced well, show. Early days. Oh, okay. yeah, early days. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, that was true 20 years ago. But they've got a whole new crew of people. All I was, and again, I don't want to dwell on this other than the fact that every time I saw it yesterday, I'm like, so we've got a we've got a police force, and again, taking nothing away from the semi-blind, I'm sure there's lots of great police work done by them. But is the, but to have the best police person have a limited sight to me just seems a bit counterintuitive. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, they can't solve anything, and they you know <laughs> they can't nothing ever solved. It's like you know, it's like the blind leading the blind. This police yes. force, right? And there it was, right in front of you. And, I, I know. <laughs> I know. You know, I left there. it for you. I left it for you. I set it up for you. Yeah, that's it's true. Yeah. It's, you know, I, again, right I'm Right there I'm in not, front of you, and you didn't see it. Yeah, What's the it, matter it's, with it's, you? It's as, it's as plain as the nose on your face if you could right. see it. Yes. Anyway, yeah. they're... Um, yeah, they, I don't know how that premise got squeezed in there, Dan. And, and the second part of that, of course, Dan, is will you be appearing in any of these episodes... Yeah, well, like I said, early days. Who knows? Right. You know, there's got to right. be a newscaster in there, so why wouldn't they, they uh, call on me? I'm wondering if that if that uh, series, if the person is is uh, a fully sighted, the actor playing the blind person. Mm, is well, nowadays fully you, sighted. Yeah, yeah you to have be. to have you a, have to be. I, you I'm surprised. Be yeah. Semi-blind. Oh, I'm surprised Stevie Wonder didn't get the role. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Is it, you know, it's the reason it's funny to me. One again, it's funny because it's funny. But the other thing is, is literally as long as all of us have been alive, the reference for a blind guy is Stevie Wonder. Of course, <laughs> like there's no other blind cultural reference than I, Stevie Wonder. Well, give me some Helen Keller. She's dead. How could she do it? <laughs> I, I thought you said, "G's dad." <laughs> no, she's dead. She's okay. dead. She. How dead. could she do it? I she's can't think dead. of. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Off the top, you know, that who else there would okay. be? Um, I watched a very weird, sort of messy movie on Saturday. I got. You heard about that movie Stillwater with uh, Matt Damon and. Yeah, I've seen it. Anyway, that Amanda Fox girl has accused them of ripping off her story. The guy's daughter goes to Europe, and she's a lesbian, and mm. uh, her maid ends up dead, and some guy killed her, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, the thing ends, right? And it's really at the end, I'm going like, I, I can't. I, I know I struggle with this stuff. I'm really bad for following. I just am. I admit it. It's got to be laid in my lap. And I thought, I, 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 I'm a little confused by all this. Anyway, I saw on. Are you confused by the Matt Damon movie or the Amanda Fox movie? No, no, the Matt Damon movie. I still see, yes. It's based still on water. So you watched it, yes. And it's just at the end, I'm thinking, well, how did this happen and that happen? And I don't quite understand that. And I'm frustrated because I often find myself in that situation. Anyway, I did my research and I, like, I Googled the ending and there's, like, there's blocks on explaining this. So I felt yeah, yeah. a lot better. There's blocks where people have contributed, like, here, you know, if you're a little confused by the end of Stillwater, here's the deal. Here's what happened. 
anyway, it bothers me. You make this movie. It's Matt Damon, for crying out loud. And then you're sitting there at the end scratching your head and assuming this could have happened or that could have happened. And then I have to go online and read what happened. So it's been a while. I've seen the movie. He wears a hat. My, my, my recollection of the movie is, yeah, you, you stated the premise. But my recollection of the movie is that he wore the hat the entire time. Yes, he did. He was a good old boy. He was a good old boy, and to show a roughneck. that he was a roughneck. A roughneck. Hmm. To to prove that point, Dan, wardrobe was the same hat <laughs> every day. He's on planes. He's in Europe. But quickly, for people who haven't seen it, and I, it's been a while, Freddie, so I don't really remember the mm-hmm. vagueness of the ending. He goes to Europe. His daughter was put in uh, jail. No, his daughter's put in jail. Was she as a suspect in the murder? Well, remember. yeah, no, she was convicted of the murder, but it turns out, you know, spoiler, I don't care. No, she lived cares. with no this girl. It was, it, was, today. it was her lesbian lover. They had a big fight. She wanted her out of the house, so she hires this guy to get her out of the house, and he ends up killing her. Mm. She gets nailed with the murder. And then the movie is to solve that, you know, she didn't actually murder the woman. It was this guy, and they're going after DNA and all that. So, mm-hmm. it, like... You know, when it's over, like in retrospect, it's, you know, I wish I had no wasted that time. It wasn't that great, but I just bring it up because it was a bit frustrating. And then, you know, I've told the stories of how I have trouble following plots. And um, I again, I felt like a loser after this one, but <laughs> I felt much better when there was a whole community of Freds out there who couldn't you know follow that, it. You know that you, you just proved the uh, the axiom they're called that misery loves company. Yes, because Howard. you were miserable, mm-hmm. you found company in the misery of others. <laughs> I, I, listen, I'm I'm no I'm not much better. There are lots of times I'll watch a show. And have to go and look up what did that mean, right? And how did the, where did that person come from? But you know, Dan, you're in the movies. <laughs> a minute ago, a minute <laughs> yeah. ago, you were our TV expert. But Dan, you're in the movies. Yeah. Matt Damon knows what he's doing. He's won an Academy Award for best screenplay for Goodwill Hunting. So they've all made movies before. Born Identity, some of my favorite movies. How do they get to an end? The end of a movie, mm-hmm. and still have? Do they not? Do they just assume all of us were following along with every plot point to the like if it's if Fred wasn't the only one who found that movie ending curious, Dan, talk to us about the process. Well, I would say part of that. Well, you know, the hardest thing to do is to end a story. That's the hardest thing, how to oh, wrap you, it up. You illustrate that every day. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that comment. Appreciate it. You know, that's constructive criticism right there. No, no, right? I'm just an observation. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. Now, you know, that's known as yeah. a comedic. That is a comedic <laughs> observation. Right. Well, there's always a kernel of truth in, uh, in comedy. Uh, truth in right? jest. Truth in jest. Truth in jest, yeah. But I don't know. Like, you're, you, Fred's watching in his, uh, in his uh, sports portal down there in the basement, right? So mm-hmm. there's... There's obvious, you know, at any point he can get up uh, several times to go to the washroom probably and then uh, yells at doll for something or other. And then mm-hmm. he's distracted during the process, turns his head away, unlike being in a movie theater where your your attention is totally focused. That's interesting. So, I mean, but can't I'm sure Fred, if he got that's up to one explanation. It, yeah. Yeah. But if Fred got up to do something, you can always pause it. Right. But even in movie theaters like I. You know, as I've said, I don't like to work too hard on a movie. I like, I don't. 
But anyway, it was just another one of those. And uh, again, I hadn't even written that down to talk about. But, you know, our whole thing about movies and TV shows led to that. Well, let me tell you something about Dan Duran. Who, I think Dan said this, and it made me laugh. Or maybe smile. Laugh is a bit too much. But we're, Dan and I went to the moving picture shows uh, not a, a week or two ago, Dan. Yeah. And I think you leaned over to me at some point. I thought you did. And said something like, it's it's when going to a movie now. You feel like you want to fast forward something, or you want to pause. <laughs> yeah, <it. laughs> yeah. Is yeah, that, that was it? Was that you? Did you say? Yes, that? Yeah, you can't fast forward. You things. can't fast forward it through the commercials. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and Dan, that's that's so true because I've had that feeling before where I wanted to get up to go to the washroom thinking I should just pause the screen for everybody. <laughs> or conversely, you miss something. You think, oh, I'd like, I, I want to rewind that to see. Exactly. <laughs> and you can't. You can't. Hey, you can't rewind either. No, you can't theater. rewind. No, that you would can't. be inconvenient. But is everybody. that coming? Is that coming? Uh, who knows? I mentioned this to you last week um, that there's a new Apple Plus feature or a series that Tom Hanks and uh, Spielberg produced called Masters of the Air. Yeah, we talked about it, I thought. We did. And uh, you, you as a pilot would love this. It's like it's mainly about the uh, crews in the Lancasters, the Flying Fortresses. Mm-hmm. Um, and the pilot, you know, leaving America... And then heading over the seas to to you know be pilots and man these uh, these bombers, and uh, the, it, it, there's parts of it where it actually goes through the uh, you know the checklist and getting getting the machine up in the air. And it's uh, I'm sure you'd love it. Just it's yeah. just a really, I was going to say really Darren, uh, our, our our mutual friend Darren, the Yi guy, sent me the uh, trailer and I've watched it. And uh, got a bit of a pilot boner just watching the trailer, so I can't wait. And it's out on Apple. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't have me. Apple, but I'm sure I can figure it out, yeah. if you know what I mean. I, yeah. Or you just rent Apple for a month or something, you know? Activate. Okay, um, we, got a lot, we got a lot of stuff to get through today. I don't want you to leave yet, Dan. I have two stories for you. I have a quick story about my arrival here. I have a quick story about where I'm staying. And it's kind of humorous. And I have another, another longer story that is still in... It's a, it's a story that's uh, in development and uh, may take more than just today to figure it out. But uh, it's not such a great story, and I'm going to share it with you guys. Is that the car rental story? Yes. Hmm. I'll just say a little foreshadowing. Every nightmarish thing you've heard about renting a car in uh, Mexico has come true for me. But um, to start with, fellas, um, so where I'm staying now is, you know, it's like it's a condo. It's not quite the large condo my brother and his girlfriend have right on the ocean, but it's a nice condo. A couple bedrooms, Dan, if you came to visit, lots of space, a couple bedrooms, fantastic. And it looks over a backyard area. And uh, then there's a wall of jungle right in front of me. On the other side of that wall is the golf course. There's a little nine hole, actually pretty nice golf course. Uh, I've played it a couple times. It's not the course I play normally, but it's fine. And uh, but the, the pool, the pool, it's a long, narrow pool is right on the other side of the jungle wall of trees. And I'd been here to visit before because it's David's girlfriend's brother-in-law. So I'd come over to visit it. And he said, oh, you know, occasionally, occasionally there'll be a golf ball that will come 
flying into the backyard. And I was like, okay, you know, occasionally isn't bad. And, you know, happens once in a while. <laughs> so <laughs> I go out in the backyard for the first time yesterday. And there's a few of the old people that are hanging out here. And a couple is sitting by the pool on one end. And there's a guy, I don't know what he was, just dumping something uh, in, in the backyard. And literally, I said hi to these people. And I said, as I said, so how often do golf balls really land in this area? And as, <laughs> as I said it, Thank you. I, bam, a ball comes flying over the tree bounces off his cabana roof and slams into the grass like hmm. 20 yards from me as I was saying it. <laughs> and then the, the couple starts telling me this happens all day long. All day. Hmm. I said, what? They said, oh yeah, like four or five times a day. And then they had the story. Oh, you know, Jan, Jan here had a ball, like not a foot from her. And then or another guy was laying in the hot tub area. He got a ball near him. <laughs> and, so, and so, you know, I'm not much of a, I don't go swimming all day and I'm not much of a lay around the pool guy. But so I said to them, how come you people aren't wearing like helmets? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because where the, where the place I'm staying at is in, it's not like it's the, where drivers go. It's like off the tee of this hole that's right on the other side of this, this it's 30 yards from me here. Anyway. Why so wouldn't I they put a net up? <clears throat> if that was Canada or the States, there'd be yeah. a net. Because the liability issues would be... I mean, yes and no. I mean, there are lots of places in the States that I've played golf where there are homes right next to the golf course, and there's no nets. Yeah, but obviously this pool is in an area where it's taking... Yes, it's taking... You know what I mean? You know, there's there can be homes along a golf course, but they're up a fairway, and, you know, it really takes a, a shank or a hook or something yeah. to... But it sounds like this one's right in the line of fire for Christ. It's totally in the line of fire. Like a lot of those places in Florida have those Florida rooms. They have those screens on them for a reason. Yeah. So that's the downside of where I'm where I'm at. The upside is 45 steps from where I'm sitting here. I did this last night between football games is, you know, it's like 630 at night and there's no one on the golf course. So I took a golf club out there and just whacked golf balls around for about a half an hour in the in the evening it was fantastic you mean balls on, on the actual in? course yes oh and they don't mind that well i don't know if they do because it's so far from the actual clubhouse no one oh, and this is it. after it's closed and everybody's gone and everything obviously well and and, and every hole here is is basically lined with trees and jungle no one can see me right okay Oh, I see. Right. And what's interesting about the golf course is you can't really see houses while you're on the golf course because mm. the the jungle and the trees are so thick. But mm-hmm. <laughs> people, can you imagine? I'm taught. I, my first words are so. Really, how many times do golf balls <laughs> fly and run? And this thing comes over the and it bounces on the roof, and I'm like, I know what a golf ball sounds like. And then it smacked right between this this guy and I, and I'm like, hmm. <laughs> so what will be the swimming schedule? And they, and they seem quite fine with it, though. And these are old people. Maybe they don't care. Maybe they're like, well, if we get it in the head with a ball, so be it. Wow. I know. Pilot, it's the pilot for your sitcom. Mm-hmm. Sight it's, unseen. Yeah. Tonight did at you, nine. It's, <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised. I mean, for all it takes to put a net up. Yeah. 
you know, well, the this condo, is Mexico. The, you think the condo board would want that up or talk to the uh, the golf course about that? Yeah, it's funny now, mister. You're telling your stories, your funny little stories, but somebody gets whacked that won't be funny. Oh, no, won't be funny then. So that's that. I mean, if you guys want to talk about something else in between, the, like a palate cleanser. Um, we do have a little announcement. We're gonna we're working this whole week, and then Fred's gonna be transitioning to uh, <laughs> a little a pause there thing. as Fred transitions <laughs> to yeah. uh, so my surgeries drill. next week. Yeah, that's right. Well, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you've already had some tit removal. <laughs> Fred is on his way to uh, Dominican Republic. Is it the Dominican Republic or just Dominican Republic? I don't know. I believe it's Dominican Republic. Yeah. It's funny. I always say the Dominican Republic. No, I know because, yeah. But that would be like saying the Canada, actually. You're right, Dan. It's just Dominican Republic. Where do you reside? Dominican Republic. Yeah, but and that's like you would say I'm going to the United States, but you wouldn't say I'm going to the America. Right. And you can say I'm I'm going to the Dominican. I've heard that. But the official name is just Dominican Republic, not so, the... But this week, we're going to work uh, all the days, including, Dan, a special episode of the Humble and Fred Show. We're making an announcement now, and we'll remind everybody that there's going to be a special Friday show featuring Dave Thomas of SCTV. We were going to... We did an interview with him. When was it, Freddie? On Thursday? Yes. Mm-hmm. And it was fascinating. And it went a little longer than our normal interviews. And we thought, oh, you know what? Rather than plug it into the show, and it's about 45 minutes long, we are presenting it as a special Friday edition of the program. And uh, so that will be something. It'll be five days of Humble and Fred this week. Boy, it's been years since that happened. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I remember how radical it was when we we cut it back to four. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not it's an exhausting mention, week for you guys. Exhausting. It is. What, what's yeah. that, Freddie? Not to mention the summer schedule, which is three. <laughs> yeah, did. And not to mention the staggered uh, winter schedule that will be released. Mm-hmm. So this, I can tell this story very quickly. It's not a long story, but it is a story that I, uh, I'm a little bit ashamed of. But also, I again, misery and loving company. I, apparently, I'm not alone. Prior to coming here, I did what I thought was quite a bit of research on rental car companies, how to rent a car in Mexico. And the internet is filled with horror stories of, I don't even want to call it being ripped off, but it, of, of rental car nightmares. You just look it up. And so I, I came across in my research uh, a great review of a rental car company and uh, with links to the company. And I took quite a while before I pulled the trigger on it and it was a a price for renting the car plus another price for full coverage and and again the the idea of it being you know misery being you know loving other misery i looked this place up and and there were good reviews of it there were good reviews of customer service good reviews of the the pickup experience etc But, you know, I get off a plane. It's been seven or eight hours of traveling. I get to the rental car company. Everything seems to be going smoothly. 
And before I know it, I'm being pressured into getting extra coverage. So you, Fred's shaking his head. He knows where this is going. And they made it seem, and Dan, there's a part in this for you too. They made it seem that I wouldn't be allowed to rent the car based on the coverage that I had opted in and I needed to get more coverage or I got no car. And this, just put a pin in that, Dan, because I'm, I'm just, I've taken this up with the company now and I've got full on emails and I've left, I'm going back and forth with them because, because it was a little unnerving and I got pressured into, and really, it, what is the difference? The difference is what I thought I was going to pay. And I'm, I'm going to share this with everyone because again, it's a little bit embarrassing and I'll tell you the truth, pretty stressful and a bit unnerving because by the time it's all said and done, I went from thinking I was going to pay a couple thousand dollars, which included full coverage of the car. And I end up paying another 2,500 or so dollars. Whoa. Now the price per day for renting a car for 63 days is turning out to be about $75 a day. Which, you know, I was talking to my friend in the other day, yesterday, our buddy Lumby, and, you know, he said, well, look up at the price of renting a car in Canada. You know, it's close to, depending on what you rent, it can be close to that. Anyway, in the end, I, uh, you know, I felt pretty bad about it. And I started a, a stream of emails saying to the company, I, I just want you to I know. You said, I thought you were going to say I started a GoFundMe page. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a... <laughs> Well, here's the thing. Talking about it on the show is going to let me write it off. I thought you were going to say, I, I started a stream of diarrhea. No, I, I mean, I, I'm just being honest. Like, it was, you know, and I don't, the guy, it wasn't that the guy was overwhelming me in Spanish. You know, I could give you the details, but basically, I, it's, and then, of course, I go and look up. I don't know how I didn't see this before, but then, Anyway, I looked up some reviews of the experience there, and I found a whole block, as you called it, a whole ton of people saying, beware, this is how it happens, this is what they do. And it doesn't look like it's just this company. It looks like it's all companies here in Cancun. And I don't know what my recourse is, but Dan, I want you to know I'm on it. I've documented it. And I've sent it there saying, I'm basically just saying, I'd like to cancel this. Is there any way I can do that? Get yeah. my money back and go do it with another. But, but if I do it with another company, they're probably going to do the same thing. So it's kind of the thing that they do there that in that, uh, yes. in that area yeah. of, of the Cancun airport. Wow. Yes. Yeah, Darren and I went through that a few years ago in Mexico when we went to San Miguel. He rented it. But it's interesting, when you go to rent cars... The prices are like, how can it be that cheap? Yes. It's like the week, it's like $43 for the whole week. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but then that's the whole coverage thing changes. Well, it just changes everything. They're the way they work insurance. And we did it for a couple of weeks. It was still rather expensive, but a couple of weeks we could get our head around it and allowed us to drive rather than take the shuttle from Mexico City to San Miguel. Which is pretty expensive. Yeah, it's pretty expensive, but I like again. I I just I don't. I mean that story. I'm not surprised by it, but I 
Like even at $75 a day, you couldn't you couldn't spend $75 a day on cabs if you tried. I could. Why would you? Why, huh? Yeah. Well, I here's that, that and again, I've done the math. Okay. I can cuz cuz to go to the golf course is 60 is $60 each way. US? 60 well, either what well, doesn't matter. It's 60 something. I can't remember. It's either oh, 60 okay. US or 60 Canadian. Oh. But it's, it would be $120 every time I go to the golf course. Already in the time, so there's so okay. so. Let's say I did that three times a week. The shuttle from Cancun to where I'm at is 200 Canadian. So and then you know to go to the grocery store and back, you know, just all those things you need a car for. Like it's not like I'm here and I never leave it. Like where you're going in Cabaretti, you never need to get into a cab, or if you no. do, or a car. No, and if I was going where you're going, I wouldn't get a car either, but I wouldn't be going to the golf course every day either. So, yeah, But even, even if I just went once a week to the golf course and did that nine times, that's, that's like a 900, it's like, uh, that's like $1,200 in, in just once a week golfing, which I'm going to do at least more than once a week, plus to go back and forth to Playa, plus to go right. back and forth to the airport. I'm going to pick up my buddy if Dan came here. I mean... And I forgot that you and Darren went through that experience. It is just the way they do it here. So I don't know if I'm going to get any recourse, Dan, but I've certainly let the company know that this is bullshit. I felt pressured to do it. And I sent my original contract that shows the full coverage that I thought I was getting. But you know what, Fred? And the guy said this to me. What you just said. You're not renting a car for $35 a day for 63 days. It's just you're not. He said, what, did you really, th- not did you really think that was a price? He said, that, how could that be the price? And I'm like, I don't know. That was the mm-hmm. price I booked. Right, right. It, as you say, it seems hard to believe Bait they were going to rent a car for, actually, Dan, the rental was only 1300 The extra insurance took it to 2000 <laughs> Right. Well, you know, what you said there is like, well, how can it be? What he was saying, how can it be? Well, it's that's what you said it was going to be. So exactly what, am I supposed point. to like parse through that and figure out something different? That, oh, you must be lying on your website. So I'll rent from you anyway. It's like, that's pretty. Isn't there a don't, doesn't your own insurance like your car insurance cover? My no, car, I, I, I just, uh, it's Mexico, Dan. No. In, oh. any, in the U.S., it would, because I just redid my insurance right. for the car. I, yeah. I asked that question. Am I covered? No, you're not. Oh, no, yeah. If it's not the stage, you better call and call again and call again, because you got to make sure very few countries that you travel to, uh, your home insurance, other than the United States. There are some others, but... It's again, it's all done on percentage, liability, probability, and all that stuff. Mexico does not qualify. Oh, yeah. And the streets I'm driving on down, it's just really, it's a, it's a, I'm not going on any back roads. And, um, you know, hopefully I'm going to, you know, again, I hope nothing happens, but at least I'm covered. But I'm, you know, Freddie, to your point about could I take a cab? If I went twice a week, it would be, well, nine times. 240 just to go golfing would be $2,100 in cab rides. Oh, well, another solution is just live in the fucking car. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a great solution. Like, like get rid of the condo. Yeah. Okay. For that price, you could buy a bicycle and you could probably bike around. Yeah. I could bike around. I definitely have a bike Uh, here, but I can't bike to the golf course. Hmm. Is that the story? 
No, there's another one. Yeah, of course that was a story. <laughs> oh, no, okay. No, I just wondered. Because we mentioned, Darren, this might be a good place to insert this. You know, a little copyright infringement, whatever you want to call it. <clears throat> a week or so ago on the show, we get carried away with this and that and, you know, talking about Dan's member. And I presented something like, oh, you oh, know, yes. Dan could be doc, Dan could be cockman. And we guffawed and laughed and the immaturity just went over the top as usual. But then it was brought to my attention by by Darren, and I had completely forgot. I guess it was a subconscious thing that he had in, he had introduced cockface mm. right several weeks ago. So here long, I am. Long, going, long, oh, several uh, weeks ago, long time ago, long time ago. So anyway, you know, it's that subconscious thing. So I guess that's where I it was coming from, and then I, you know, here I thinking I'm clever with the cock man when the cock face. I mean, trumps it every day of the week. You know, cock face better than cock man. And then Darren sort of let me know that hey, wait a minute, that was my concept, and and I bow down to him. He he's right. I, I'm sorry. I infringed on and, and uh, lest folks think that it was just something he said. There's like he told me this a year oh, ago yeah. in Mexico. Mm-hmm. He's got artist renditions of what cockface would look like. He's I got know. a whole cockface backstory. I mean, it's not just some like a bunch of guys being idiots, by the way, which it is. Because <laughs> after, after after the cock man reference on the show, the little yeah. chat that we're all on with Darren yeah. and a few other guys. Yeah. The cockface thread went wild. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's quite a discussion about this copyright infringement. And I bring this up because Saturday night, I believe it was, sitting with my sweet little wife, CNN uh, ran a show. With some, it was about Taylor Swift, her being sued by a couple of artists for some song. I, and I don't even know what the songs are. But the whole thing was, you know, she released a song, it became a smash hit, and uh, she was sued because some line from it, they they claim, was taken from a song released in the early 80s or something. And just, you know, how that can happen, and they're talking about other songs, right? And we've often talked about this, you know... Pretty soon they're going to, aren't they going to run out of note combinations at some point? No. <laughs> how, are, how are you not influenced? The whole word influence, too, is something else mm-hmm. when it comes to this. Um, you know, you've heard something and then years later you're writing a song and something's in your head and you're not, you're not consciously ripping it off, but it just sort of comes to you. Anyway, it was a fascinating show. And if it's on CNN, I, I would recommend people watch it. But I'm thinking here I can actually identify with Taylor Swift yeah. in this situation. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to, um, we're going to uh, talk about the Taylor Swift influence, etc. But there's a whole... Um, there's a whole, when you ask that question, is there, are people going to run out of, it's not about running out of note combination because, right. and I'm going to play something for you in a second. If you haven't heard it, it, it's about, there's lots of songs that have the same chord combinations. Okay. Thousands of them, mm-hmm. but it's the melodies. It's the melody on top of the, of, of top of those chords. That mm-hmm. is the problem. And there's this uh, thing. There's a guy uh, called the. But most people have heard of them. It's called the Axis of Awesome. Have a listen to this. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Jordan. I'm Lee. And I'm We Benny. are the, the Axis, Axis of awesome. awesome. And I'm Benny. We've been a comedy rock band for close to 40 years now. Mm. And all that time, we've never had a... Here, 40 years. Just where they, they play all the four. 
Do you recognize this? Okay, so these uh, are all the songs, guys, with the same four chords. Oh, okay. Hang on, here we go. Check it out. My life is brilliant, my love is pure. I saw an angel of that, I'm sure. Well, that's just two songs that are similar. That's forever not a- young, Three I want to be forever young. I won't hesitate, no. Same four chords. No more, it cannot wait. I'm yours, this is the way you left me. I'm not pretending. songs in this bit that they do same four chords wow yeah and once you start hearing them you're like oh yeah they're all and wait till we get to the Beatles Anyway, you get the point. Yeah, that's some crazy, huh? Yeah, this thing with Taylor Swift. It was. It was uh, her song was "Shake It Off" and uh, "Play Is Gonna Play" was the original song or something. But it's more turn of the. Uh, it's more lyrical that uh, this lawsuit was over. Mm-hmm. Um. Very, very interesting. And the show ends. They Somebody says to Taylor Swift, what, what would you recommend um, a young, aspiring uh, singer? Uh, what advice would you give them? She says, get a good lawyer. Because <laughs> she did. Because apparently, funny. apparently these lawsuits, I mean, there's oh, so yeah. many now you don't even hear about them. Well, there you have it. That's a uh, pretty long opening to our program, Dan Duran. Please come back shortly and uh, do the news. As always, we've got a lot of stuff to get to. Okay. And uh, thank you for your service to this program. And the Fred Man. Yes. Uh, Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan, Canada's number one group benefits plan for small business. If you have a small business, go to chamberplan.ca today. Get a free quote. Yes. Your small business can be part of this, like uh, thousands of other uh, Canadian businesses. Again, all these businesses get together. It uh, creates the profile of a large uh, corporation or huge business. And uh, the insurance has become affordable, be it uh, prescriptions and dental and therapies and travel insurance, mental health component, HR. And again, we stress they've done a great job in holding the line on premiums over the years because, again, small business, you need to know what your costs are going to be. And again, they've just done a great job of this. So if you've thought about a benefits package for your small business, go to chamberplan.ca. Just give me a second there, uh, partner. I have uh, shut down a couple of different things. You know, Dan always kids me about not using a mouse, but I can tell you one thing that Dan Duran has brought to uh, this show and uh, my ability to operate it is the uh, second screen. Mm-hmm. And it's always a bit, now that I'm I'm so used to having 
you guys on one screen and um, my computer on another one. It's very different because I, I can't preview things. Libraries. Um, and, of course, we're going to talk about the... Uh, what, you, did you watch uh, all the football yesterday? Uh, yep. Yes, yeah, I did. me too. Yeah, basically, mm-hmm. I did too. Here we go. Just give me a second. Um, yeah, and I, I was going back and forth with you with the, uh, the Taylor Swift, although they, they didn't... I mean, I will say my theory is that they... You know, they didn't overdo the Taylor Swift part. No. But, you know, you have a different opinion, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm an opinion. Plus, I want to ask you yet another question about Taylor Swift unrelated to football, and we can morph into the football. Um, okay. Um, I just have to find something. I should have done this before the show, I know. What are we doing? I'm trying to find the... Um, the uh, Oh, there it is. Okay. I'm trying to find one of our sponsors, um, Mike Kazarian. Fred, I had this whole thing, you know, written out about right Lenders on. Choice Mortgages at LendersChoice.ca. And mm-hmm. I just, I can't do it all. I can't do it from memory. They're mm-hmm. an independently owned and operated member of Mortgage Alliance. License number 13582. And of course, the uh, reasons to use a mortgage broker, especially one as qualified as Mike, are many uh, a lot of people just uh, their mortgage is coming up soon and they're like i gotta get a new mortgage i guess i'll just use the bank you don't have to you can call uh, mike kazarian the lender's choice he's been in this business a long time a member of the president's club which recognizes by the way the top five percent of mortgage brokers in canada He'll give you great advice to anything to suit your needs, whether it's long-term or short-term. And he has a passion for helping clients with financing solutions that others may not be able to to provide. You know, the bottom line is this. Mike is going to deal with as many different lenders that it takes to get you the best deal for you. If you want to support our program, we'd appreciate you supporting his program. LendersChoice.ca, Mike Kazarian, at LendersChoice.ca. Fred, man, there you go. Right on. Right on, right on. Um, been in the news quite a bit over the past couple of days. Uh, Taylor Swift and these AI explicit uh, photos that have been distributed on the Internet. Like Twitter or X has actually blocked Taylor Swift searches because of this. And, of course, it's not Taylor Swift, but it's pictures of her doing horrible things, apparently. Um, uh, I was a little bewildered by this because famous people's heads being stuck on other bodies in in sexually explicit um, photos is nothing new, Mm -hmm. is it? No. So I'm just, and I guess because AI's, such a part of the news lately that this has become a big story but for years i remember searching stuff and you would see something like jennifer aniston nude and you'd click on it and it obviously wasn't her body although a lot of people at first take might go well oh geez look at jennifer aniston look what she's doing with that guy um but anyway it's a big story right now taylor swift this girl (laughs) you know you talk about being the most popular what the most famous entertainer in the world you you call her right now yes she is 
now she's going through this. I mean, how do you how do you defend it? How do you get away from it? Like you just sort of have to roll with it, I guess, until it goes away. But again, my point is this: to me, this is nothing new. It's been going on for decades. Well, the most AI recently, must be so realistic or something. Uh, yeah, huh? most recently, before mm-hmm. AI became the you know the current, not current, but current-ish buzzword. They called them deep fakes, which was AI generated. Oh, okay, yeah. And, and there's all kind of lawsuits. Uh, um, YouTube apparently had 200 million views of some deep fakes of, of, of uh, Taylor Swift and others, Joe Rogan, in fact, mm-hmm. doing um, videos for some, like you're talking about being scammed, mm-hmm. doing videos for products that they weren't endorsing they were just their ai versions of them that youtube has had to somehow police because it's not that celebrity endorsing that product yeah 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 i mean where is it all gonna go you know what it says experts say there we uh, there's an urgent need to crack down on technology and platforms that make it possible for harmful images to be shared how do you ever do that you know what the internet's like you shut down one today another one pops up tomorrow it's it's uh and it must be rough for a young woman like taylor swift obviously she's seen them or it's been brought to her attention it's like that's not me i'm not doing that and then her family and have to deal with it i mean travis kelsey um, i don't know what would see to me because that's so obviously not her mm-hmm and this is going to sound weird, but I'm going to say it anyway. I would imagine uh, somebody using, well, let's just stick with her, somebody using her image and likeness to promote a product or scam or some kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I would think that would do more harm yes. uh-huh. because there are no fans of hers that are going to think, oh, Jesus, Taylor Swift doing porn? Yes. But fans of hers could be sucked in Mm -hmm. you know we're all uh, vulnerable now i mean you know i'm I'm, again i'm not saying i'm but i was pretty i felt pretty vulnerable to this pressure on saturday to take this extra extra coverage right so that's and again it's a small example but uh yeah it's uh it's uh where this is all gonna go it's uh it's something because as i say with big elections coming up obviously in the united states canada next year or the year after whatever you know and a couple of weeks ago or the week before last um you know joe biden there was something released with you would swear it was him making all these statements that he wouldn't otherwise make and ultimately you find out that it was fake but how many people that heard it didn't hear that it was fake and what's coming down the road that people are going to be heard saying and doing that just aren't true sad really the evildoers amongst us that want to do that kind of thing it is sad and and it's going to you know taylor swift uh, saying if you're a young artist you want to get a good lawyer mm-hmm. for a long time now and they've been doing it in movies where they have put in a character that's no longer alive because right. they need to finish the movie and mm. then, or they put in a character that needs to be in the story. So think about the likeness of celebrities being repurposed. You know, there there will be a time that if you wanted to do a movie and have, 
I'll just pick a, a, a big star from our youth. Marlon Brando's star in it. Mm-hmm. The technology, I'm sure it exists now, but if it doesn't, it soon will be. Oh, yeah. That you can. So how do you do that? You go to the. So how does that work? You, you go to the estate. I'm trying to think of somebody who. Heath, mm-hmm. Heath Ledger. Mm-hmm. Heath Ledger. They want to redo uh, Batman or something or and they want to have Heath um, redo his. Uh, he played the Joker. Mm-hmm. So do they contact the estate of that person and say, we'll pay you whatever? And then does the movie say starring the ghost of Heath Ledger? Mm. I know. I know. We're in for quite a journey through this. We really are. We really are. Because it just gets back to, you know, on first swipe, can you believe anything? (laughs) Yeah. You know, that's the sad part, but... I guess it's all, it's up to the individual. Well, now. a couple a couple of our listeners um, sent us this, and since we're talking about celebrities and their their likenesses being used, let me see if I can find this video. It's an AI of George Carlin. Have you have you heard about yeah, this? I've heard about this. Yeah, I I read something the other day. His daughter has commented on it. In say, saying her dad would really be pissed off because apparently right. some of the jokes aren't even funny or whatever. It, it, but it, but it's it's not it's not very well it's not. Yeah. See, there's a great example of mm-hmm. it's not um, all for the express purpose of killing you, no matter where. So here's here I'll play some of the audio. It's not very funny, but it, it's cl- it's close to his cadence. Mm-hmm. But imagine this in 10 years. Here you are in the world. God can pull out one of these goodies from his bag of tricks to end your life at any time for no reason other than he just gets off on making people suffer unnecessarily and die arbitrarily. <laughs> but if you're in America, you're special. God made something just for you, something no other country on the planet gets. It's totally random, not related to your diet, exercise, lifestyle, age, race, gender, sexuality, or genetic predisposition. Of course, I'm talking about mass. Shoot. All right, so that's that. You know, not great, but uh, the fact that it's they're able to do it is sort of scary. Yeah, it's... Now, if I, again, first swipe of I've heard that, I think, yeah, that's Carlin. But when you bring it to my attention and I listen intently, it's like there's something just not right. But then you could think, was it the room he was in? Was it mm-hmm. the energy he had that night? Uh, you know, was there something going on with his throat? It's just a big mass of gray, you know? Well, and, and that's where we're at in uh, 2024. And as I say, imagine 10 years from now, how much the lines will be blurred. And again, I, and that's why I'm not, dis, I'm not, I'm sure that seeing your head on somebody else's body doing some porn would be upsetting. Yeah. But I don't think it's potentially as damaging as you being used to uh, promote or shill a product that oh, no, yeah. might be harmful. Yeah. Great point. It's, Yeah. Because it's wide open. It, you know, anything's possible now. And again, I, how do you police it? How do you police it? Come on. I mean, you know, they shut, don't know, you, down. They shut you down one day and then you just pop up somewhere else out of some yeah. other country. Some, you know. And the as sophisticated day. as they are, they're going to oh. be able to hide their, where they're located. 
But let's talk about the uh, Taylor's boyfriend, Travis Kelsey, and his football team had quite a game yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple things quickly. Were you surprised that Casey seemed to dominate Baltimore? Because I, well, I, I assumed that, according to everyone, that Baltimore was just going to run over them. Yeah, well, I, the game was more or less a toss-up. But, hey, let's look at that game. You know, they lose that touchdown where he fumbles just about that Flowers guy fumbles just as the ball's about to cross the goal line. There's seven points. And then for whatever reason, before or after that, you know, they're deep in Kansas City territory and they go fourth down rather than kick the field goal. There's another three points. Mm -hmm. And then some of the stupid penalties that Baltimore took, that game was a lot closer. Although the score was only, what, 17-10. But... Baltimore cleans up some of that stuff, and they could win, they could have won that game. I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, there's, you know, you could say that there's. I mean, KC played a cleaner game. Sure. That being said, I don't think Lamar Jackson had his best game. No, see, that's a problem. He, you know, he had. He's really come up in playoff games. He has not performed well. Yeah, that's sort of a monkey on his back now. So. Well, and and considering I don't know, I haven't watched uh, much Baltimore ball this year, but considering what Nance and Romo were saying about the domination and how you know they've just set so many records in the regular season, much like you know a, a Maple Leaf team can, and then they, he just didn't look very good, and he and you could no. see how frustrated he was, and and you know to a couple of the flowers got frustrated. It seemed to me like. They were on their heels the entire game. And let's also give credit. Patrick Mahomes, is as goofy a little guy as he is, and I like him, mm-hmm. but he played great yesterday, and so did Kelsey. Although I got nervous every time Kelsey made a great play. I got nervous that they were going to show Taylor and aggravate you some more. Yeah. The yeah. first, I'm, I'm looking at the phone. The first text I get from Fred. <laughs> Imagine that. Casey scores a TD, and TS is really, really happy. <laughs> I'm like, calm the fuck down. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and I, so I wrote back. I wrote, I knew showing the most famous star on earth would be driving you bananas. <laughs> yeah. So in the first half, they showed her twice. Once when Kelsey mm-hmm. scored. And the other time, because CBS not only has the Super Bowl this year, they've got the Grammys, which are next week. Mm-hmm. And so they're promoting the Grammys, and they take a shot of one of the biggest stars on the earth, potential Grammy Award winner, Taylor Swift. And I wanted to write you and say, that one doesn't count. That shouldn't count. Right. They, they've pulled back. Obviously, they've done a little bit of research, and it's, you know, the average football fan maybe has said <laughs> what I said, like enough, you know, like reel that in a bit. However, this morning, you know, I'm downstairs and I'm going through all my stuff and I click on Sportsnet, the, the website, Sportsnet, the Canadian one here. And the first thing I see, uh, Swift greets Kelsey with kiss after game. Like that's a headline. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really? Yeah, but it's hard to argue with uh, these, these people know what they're doing. Oh, I know. They're, like, I know. There are hundreds of millions, and I've, mm-hmm. I've read some articles, I was going to send one to you, about how many new fans 
have come to watch not mostly girlies, but how many new eyeballs are on this because of her? Anyway, continuing on with our texting, you know, I, we, I wrote you a couple times. Um, when, when Lamar Jackson threw a pass, it got tipped, and then he caught it. That yes. was one of the coolest, mm-hmm. one of the coolest football things I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen that before? That was crazy. No, I can't say I have off the top. And I don't know, would that actually, funny you bring that up because I was going to look into that. Does that actually count as a, a pass and a reception? I guess it does. So look at it this way. Say he'd have avoided a couple of tackles there and scored the touchdown. Would it have been a touchdown pass to himself? He would have got credit for the touchdown pass and the reception. Well, I, I you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I would have, they, <clears throat> I'll tell you one thing. Tony Romo was losing his mind. Mm-hmm. He, even he was like, I, I, he, he was almost speechless. I like him, by the way. Him oh, yeah, I don't mind dance. Tony. I don't yeah, they're mind good. Tony. Yeah. I, especially because I watched, uh, I didn't watch the whole Lions-San uh, Francisco game. I watched probably half of it. I was getting fatigued by football. I changed over to something else. So, um, anyway, we're going back and forth. Oh, no, I, I know what I was going to say. The, the, the Fox broadcast team, mm-hmm. and I'm sure they're very, very good. But after watching Nance and Romo for three hours, it, they're not the same. That wasn't their number one team, I don't think, for Fox. Who is their number one team now? You know, I forget. Uh, yeah. But I, I maybe that is their number one team. But, yeah, they're a little flat compared to. Yeah. ABC and Chris Collinsworth. And, Collinsworth is pretty ABC. good. Yeah. Yeah. He does a nice mm-hmm. job. Um, anyway, so you and I are going back and forth. And at some point, I guess they must have taken another shot of of Taylor. And you're right. I think she's doing the whole team. <laughs> <laughs> And I write back, why are you so filled with hate and rage? Mm-hmm. And then I was going to say, yeah, I've, she's done Andy Reid, I bet. <laughs> how, how much does Andy Reid look like Wilfred Brimley? Yeah, he does. Yeah. Fuck. Um, that, uh, yeah, I went into the day wanting Baltimore and Detroit to win and, you know. The results speak for themselves. Uh, that Detroit game was just odd, man. Wow. You know, like Baltimore, a lot of self-destruction there. It was weird to so dominate the first half, 24-7, and then lose it. What, what was it, 34-27 No, 34-31. Oh, 34-31, yeah. It's like, it was just, uh, yeah, it was sad. Because you so that's such a great story for Detroit. See, the the uh, Ford Field was filled yesterday. All the fans went to Ford Field to watch it on the big screen. I think it, like they had fifty, sixty thousand fans in there for that. Again, uh, would have been such a great story. Instead, we just have like a rematch. Yeah, it's too bad. Even mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that GM changed their logo for the. Oh, day. did they? No. Yeah. The, Look it up online. It's pretty cool. Very subtle. It's basically the GM logo, and then they have a little tiger's tail or the lion's tail. Mm-hmm. I wanted Detroit to win, beside the fact that uh, all, all of that, a bunch of friends of mine are Lions fans, the fact that it's close to Ontario. Sure. It just seemed inevitable. I watched the entire first half yeah. and took a break and came back for the end of the game, maybe the last mm-hmm. 12, 13 minutes. It just, at some point, you knew that San Francisco... Mm-hmm. wasn't going to be dominated 
by 17 points for the entire game. No. You know, and the problem is not the problem. I mean, for now, for somebody who's sort of impartial, it's... You know, it may be a great game, and I hope it is a great game, and of course I'm going to watch it. But, you know, San Francisco is one of those teams that they're always there, and then they might have a year down, and then they come back where other teams may be really good and then sink for years and years and years. They're just Mm -hmm. one of those franchises. They're always there. You know, in KC, this is fourth in the last five Super Bowls they're going to be part of. So it's like, uh, you know, same old, same old going in. To somebody that doesn't love the Chiefs or loves the 49ers, it's like, ah, I just I wish there was a different spin on this. Like if it, was Det- if it was Detroit and Buffalo, just think how cool that would be. And forget that I'm a Bills fan. It's just the storylines are way different. Oh, no. And yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. And first choice for me would be Buffalo going away, hands down, whatever you want to say. But I happen to like the KC Chiefs. I mean, a little late to the game. I've watched every Super Bowl that they've yeah. been in, mm-hmm. but I happen to like them. And um, and I'll have a team to cheer for. Um, oh, you but, you and I should have a wager then, because I don't want them. I want the 49ers. Like, I've had enough of KC. So I've had enough of the 49ers, too, but not in recent history as much. So mm-hmm. maybe you and I should have one of those challenges. Like, Sure. And then if I win, you have to do something. Wear my T-shirt win, or something. And then, yeah, yeah I have to... Yeah. Okay, sure. Wear something of mine, yeah. (laughs) Listen, I'd be proud to wear something of yours, my friend. You're a very fashionable man. Um, I can't remember what I was going to say, other than the fact that I really enjoyed it. I enjoy, I, you know, I was hanging out with uh, Senora all day yesterday, and she took me to this uh, little spot on the beach that I'd never been to before, where it's just a, a rock outcropping over the, it's really on the kind of a remote part of, like near her house, but kind of a way. It was really sweet. I spent the whole day with her. And then she said to me, so um, I said, well, I've got to be back by three something. She goes, really? Well, what's going on? Do you have to get ready for work? I said, well, you know, kind of. Like, I, I didn't want to say. I, and she goes, well, what is it? And I said, it's a football game. And she went, oh, okay. So it's not really important. I mean, here I am in paradise, you know, where I could have easily spent the afternoon next to this beautiful woman. You know, watching the waves lapping back and forth. But I chose instead to watch grown men running around beating on each other. Yes, and let's not forget outdoor love is part of your repertoire. Unless what? Oh, outdoor I said outdoor beating. love is part of your repertoire. I guarantee you one thing. It's not part of hers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know her very well, but I know that. All right. Yeah. That's a very specific set of circumstances. Uh, nevertheless, I, uh, I will say this, and I'm not sure, you know, I wrote something to you, and I, I wouldn't be the first person to notice this, but let me see if I can bring it up. Okay. In a way that uh, we can have a discussion without saying, like, you know, raving racists. Right. The NFL has a is represented represented predominantly by men of color to I don't know a great degree but a very high degree. The reason I and I why would I notice this? It's because of the story of concussions and football participation in the states. And I just wonder I sort of wrote that to you and, and you know you know you know I were being somewhat 
funny, but I, I did mean it to a point like, is, do you think the NFL sees that as an issue? And my second part of that question to you would be, because the fans know it, and it's a, it's a multi-ethnic fan base. But what do you think about that? Well, I mean, it, 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 yeah. Number one, the NFL, they don't care, you know, because the show is the thing and money's the thing. Uh, no, it's a proven fact that uh, enrollment uh, by white kids in football in the United States is way down since all the concussion um, stuff has happened. Um, you know, the movies and the, you know, the issue that it's become and um, the, the players that have suffered post-career and on and on and on. Yeah. So less white people are putting their kids in football. They're, they're you know, choosing other sports. And then it gets to the situation, well, then why are... Why is it predominantly black? Well, they're talented, number one. But it's a poverty thing, too. It's like... It's the road to riches. It's it's a way to change your life, and you know. I mean, listen. I'm I'm not presenting anything new here. I mean, they've talked about this issue for a long time. Mm -hmm. It's um, you know, professional sports for a lot of poor kids in the United States is a way out, and with football right now, it's like. It sort of hasn't filtered down to that level, if I can. Well, put you look it at that I way. mean, footballs. It, it, I mean, it's 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 mm-hmm. completely dominated, mm-hmm. with a few exceptions and a few positions by a lot of black kids. Mm-hmm. Basketball. You know, when you and I were kids, right? Um, we're we're mostly white guys, and now mm-hmm. it's there aren't there are very few white guys. So there are certain sports, football, basketball, that are predominantly black participated or uh, black um, whatever. And then baseball is a mix, but still predominantly Latino, black and white. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. it's not until you get to hockey, really, that. Yeah. Well, it's accessibility, too. You look at basketball, you know, that's another reason. I mean, there's talent, of course, but. Black kids, the access to that sport at the minor level, like you don't even have to be part of a a league. You know, it's a basketball, a pair of shorts and a, you know, in a yard with a couple of nets. You know, I mean, the the barrier to entry is just basketball might be, well, it's right there with soccer, right? So these kids are honing their skills hour after hour after hour after hour. Football is different. You need all that equipment. You need a certain level of coaching. You need 24 players, you know, to actually prepare or learn it or be part of it. Same with hockey, skates, an ice rink, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's the thing with, um, with basketball as well. It, so many kids doesn't matter your economic level. You can you can play the sport all day long if you want. And I, I'm not I don't want to make too big of a point or to belabor this. It's just something I noticed. And, and um, I mean, you can't help but notice that, you know, with 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 a few exceptions in, in some positions. Mm-hmm. That being said, too, I will say and again, this is going to be of no 
it's not revelation at all, but and I, I've said it a few times this fall and winter. That is the that is I have new respect because I've paid so much attention to it, and I and I probably have thought this in years gone by, but man, there is no other sport that's as brutal play after play as that one. You know, and and it really gets highlighted or high lit when something happens and they slow it down. Mm-hmm. A guy gets injured, he rolls over on his ankle, yeah. or the a particular uh, violent hit, and they'll slow it down in the replay. And I'm like, man, and it's play after play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I can't think of a position. Where, okay, yeah, so if you're a wide receiver, you might go out and run a route and nobody touches you. But even if you're a tight end, you know, Kelsey, you know, you watch those guys when they're not involved in the play. They're still blocking and getting hit every play. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's brutal. It really is. And you can sort of see, I guess, why, you know, you may not. I don't know if I had a kid now, I wouldn't want him playing that sport. No. Knowing what we know. No. You know, I used to, they used to say that about high school football. You know, I had a lot of friends that played in high school football and they were always hurt. Well, the thing is, you have to be, you have to be in good shape to take that abuse. Mm-hmm. Your body's got to be, you got to have a hard body to take that, you know, head to head combat or hitting. And, you know, you, when we were kids, I never played high school football. I never played organized football. I just wasn't big enough or just wasn't good enough. But, you know, you come off the summer and everybody's just, you know, having a fun time in the summer and everything. And, you know, first week or second week of school, now you're dressed up in all this equipment and you're bashing heads with somebody. Yeah. No wonder kids got hurt. Well, both of my brothers, um, David was a big guy. Hang on a second. So my older brother was a big, you know, big kid in high school, large, tall, strong. So I'm sure he played some line position. Steven played football fast. One of the fastest kids in our school was my brother, Steven. Yeah. And so, excuse me. When I got to high school, because my brothers were in the program, Mm -hmm. um, the football coach came to me and said, hey, uh, are you interested in playing? Because I was a big kid and Mm -hmm. I pretty athletic and i said i am and then um i got tryouts for a hockey team i wanted to play on or around the same time and i made the team mm-hmm. and i said to them like i won't be around for uh for but i was thinking about it because mm-hmm. i always liked the sport mm-hmm. but i'm so glad i didn't because the injuries i ever got in hockey were nothing compared to what those kids got in in football <laughs> Well, you know that term, old football injury? <laughs> There's something to that. There is. I knew guys. Oh, yeah. May, way later in life, old football injuries from high school football. Their bodies oh, yeah. were not prepared for that abuse. You know, be it knees and elbows, shoulders, whatever. Arthritis. Yeah. Listen, I'm going to wrap this my part in this because Dan's coming back. If you don't think that it's a brutal sport... Then ask yourself this. Why does the NFL Pro Bowl now, why is it only a flag football game? Is it? Yeah, man. Oh, I didn't know that. Didn't know that. Not that I ever watch it. So this, so this Sunday coming up, so mm-hmm. this weekend is the, um, 
the Pro Bowl, which is their all-star game. And um, they've got a skills competition one night. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure, because I've seen this promo now a couple of times, I'm pretty sure that they're just playing flag football so that their oh, okay. players don't get injured in, in, a, in a meaningless game. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I can see that. I mean, that was a dog anyway. Like a lot of, you know, the only real good all-star game is baseball because you can give her. But, um, you know, speaking of which, this weekend, the NHL all-star game is in Toronto, by the way, at the Scotiabank Arena. And again, it's it like, now? yeah, it, it's here. And Are there uh, any Maple Leafs on that team? Oh, yeah. Austin Matthews and... Morgan Riley, I think, Mitch Marner, somebody else, maybe Nylander. I think maybe four of them. Uh, But they have their skills competition and everything. I might watch a bit of that, but it does absolutely nothing for me because it's not the real game. And they have that little three-on-three tournament or whatever it is. It it just doesn't do much for me. I I can't remember the last time they had an all-star game. And they've tried. Had any significance, did anything, had any impact... Well, the one thing that they were on a few years ago at the NHL, the last time it was in Toronto, as a matter of fact, it was North America against the world. Right. But but they had a bit of a problem with that because the guys actually wanted to win that game. And they thought, we can't have an all-star game where these guys wanted to take each other out based on nationality. So they sort of ditched that idea. And think about what the owners, the owners in every one of these sports, in basketball, football, they, they don't want their star players getting hurt in a pickup game. No. For television ratings. And, yep. and actually, I, I just thought the best all-star game in sports is the Ryder Cup. It's right. Like, that is the, the way it has set up that it's really the best in the sport playing mm-hmm. against each other for something of meaning. It's got to be that. It's not the President's and, Cup. And giving it. like And giving it. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, before Dan Duran uh, returns to give it on the news, let's uh, let's talk about these important folks Okay, early line on the Super Bowl, I'll give you that, all right? it's uh, It looks like, and we'll track it all week long, because injury reports and what have you uh, will come out as the week progressive, but it's a like it's just a crazy toss-up at this point, the over-under 47.5 points. But again, we'll watch that as the week goes on. Uh, toss-up. Uh, whether you're a sports better, a horse racing fan, a poker casino player, Bodog, your number one source of online gambling entertainment from their industry-leading odds, world-class sportsbook, and feature rich poker room to their fully loaded casino and race book they've been providing canadian players with an unparalleled gaming experience since 1994 that is bodog um suffice to say we could not survive without the element boron it's found all around us look around you right now everything is boron everything everything is coming up boron um We're in constant contact with this vital element, even though we are, for the most part, unaware. Interestingly, economic occurrence of boron are quite rare, and large economic deposits exist in only a few places. Which brings us to this company. I'm talking about Boron One. Bone. Stock ticker symbol Bone, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) What What is your ticker symbol? Same thing. Spelled differently. It's actually Big Bone. 
Moronone.com. That's where you uh, go to find out more about this company that's supporting us. And again, as I like to say, my new phrase in 2024, if you're interested in supporting the Humble and Fred Show, we, we certainly appreciate it when you do. Um, support our sponsors. Moronone.com. Several Humble and Fred listeners have already checked it out. And again, we make no claims about stock probabilities, except that this is a company on the cusp of doing what very few junior mining companies ever do, which is actually getting a working mine up and running. So check it out. Boron One, BoronOne.com, Bodog, of course, uh, all of our sponsors. Um, you know, I want to say a particular thing about our, our sponsor uh, lenders, uh, Choice Mortgages. Like, at the very least, if you're thinking about getting a mortgage renewal this year, even if right now that's not the time, it would make a huge difference if you could just, you know, for a conversation, get a hold of the folks at Lender's Choice. Can't do any harm, and it would make a, a big difference in our advertising world. Okay? Right on. Um, before we move on from sports, I just want to mention something. Um, on Thursday show, Mike Boone came on and gave us a little misinformation. When he said it, it just didn't sit right with me either. He was talking about Quinn, the uh, the person that plays for uh, the Canadian women's national soccer team. Saying, team Canada, yeah. Yeah. Um, leaving the impression that Quinn was a male wanting to play as a female. That's not the case. Quinn is a female wanting to identify as a male. Um, playing on the Canadian soccer team, so non-binary wanted to, you know, wanted the, you know, the 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 gender-neutral pronouns. Um, she, he, they were given permission to play on the team because it was based on sex assigned at birth basis. So let's yes. just be clear on that. Quinn, a female, transitioning into a male but continues to play in female sports because that's the way they were born, mm-hmm. which is fine. I, I, and different than the yeah. other yes. way, which is like a, 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 a man, you know, someone born in a male body mm-hmm. transitioning to female yes. and playing against females in their sport. Completely different. And I read that article that... Uh, I can't remember who sent one. Some, one of our listeners sent it to us. Yeah. And I, because when he did say it, and I'm not blowing smoke here, when he said it the other day, I, it just didn't sit right. I thought, no, be, there's something more to that story because it would be more of a story if it was a male playing. Because remember, I said to him, the IOC permits that because they wouldn't permit that. Yeah, of this course point. not. Nope. So that's the explanation there and, and I, I'm, I'm again I, I'm, I don't have the I, I'm down I'm, I'm down a screen so it's very clunky but there there was a couple of people that sent us that I saw that mm. Ian service corrected us uh, corrected Mike mm-hmm. and I went and read the article this morning it's very I've been very heartwarming Quinn is her family name their family name she had the uh, surgery to remove their breasts and has always identified as a male but you know because as you say, sex at birth is what they're talking about in that story. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Quinn never felt comfortable with identifying as that as a female. Right. I mean, and I, again, the article is very interesting and heartwarming. And, you uh-huh. know, there's you just think about the decision that person had to make. That's a pretty drastic decision. Sure. 
But to them, it's the only decision mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And that when we look at all those males that are taking part in female sports, I mean, that would be my reply. Be like Quinn. You might want to transition to a woman, but play in, in men's sports because that's the way you were born. Let's be fair. Uh, but that'll, that debate will go on forever. Um, Dan Duran, who was uh, born a man, a boy. <laughs> Dan Duran, who was born a boy, but transitioned to a man. Oh, and um, and uh, was it? I just wonder, you know, again, I know, you know, and I, we've done enough Dan Duran dick jokes for. But I wonder where you, when you were born, was uh, people gather around? Were they? Were they like people what? gather around from <laughs> Ditsbury or wherever? Yeah, was it Ditsbury? Is that where you're from? It was Ditsbury, yeah, not. Ditz, I, are you sure Ditz. it wasn't Dixbury? <laughs> it is now. In fact, yeah. there's Come a big on. sign, home of Dan Duran. That's right. That's part of mm-hmm. Cockface's origin story. Born in Dixbury, Alberta. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Did people gather around at the birth and say, um, what's your mom's name? Gwen? No. Bell. Bell. Mm-hmm. Did they say, Bell, what is what what have you done? What is this? What is this miracle? Miracle of miracles. Mm-hmm. Wonder so- of wonder, miracle <laughs> of miracles. I'm so glad we cleaned up that cockman to cock face controversy. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was bothering me. It really was. I'm so well, glad. You know, again, you know. Right. Great. You know, that's another uh, cliche today. Great minds think alike. Okay? Chalk yeah. it up to that. In the meantime, uh, now, here's to a fella named Dan Duran, a hell of a guy with a hella big wang, the quintessential anchor man. His voice is nice and low. Huh. Dan Duran, the anchor man, comes as for credentials he has none. Can't tell a headline from his bum, but his voice is nice and low. Dan Duran, the anchorman's here He's prone to falling off his chair But he's got a big wang So he don't care And his voice is nice and low My voice is nice and low And now live from Lisa's house The matrimonial home Very chic, well-appointed Hip Here he is, movie anchorman Daniel J. Gebert Duran all right, let's go to Mexico City. Last week, another passenger opened a jet in a, a, a jet door, an exit door. He walked out onto a wing and then went back and was arrested. And you think, okay, that's another one of those stories. The unusual thing about this exit door story is that at least 77 passengers aboard the Aeromexico flight signed a statement handwritten on a note paper um, supporting the man's actions. So why did he open the door? They were sitting on a tarmac, a hot tarmac, for four hours without ventilation or water while the flight was delayed. And I guess, uh, according to the photos, that that is the case and it's documented elsewhere. Um, and fellow passenger says he acted to protect everyone with the support of everyone. And mm. some say he saved lives. Now, that may be a bit extreme, but I don't know if you've he, he ever been involved. He was a hero that they needed at that time. He was yeah. a hero, Dan. He was a hero. And he opened the door, and now he's uh, now he's dealing with the law in Mexico. I don't know. I, I, have you ever been in a, in a long, long delay on a plane yes. with no explanation of what the hell is going on from this the, the flight crew? It, it, it can get really frustrating, especially yep. if... 
if the air conditioning is not on, it's getting hot and they're not helping people out. I've, I've been in both situations where the crew has been really, really great. And also in a situation where the crew has just not told anybody anything, thinking that no information is the best way to go, which makes really no sense. Yeah, I've been on a uh, plane that uh, they didn't bring back to the whatever that thing is called, the walkway, the jetway, the jetway, the jetway. That's it. I knew there was a name uh, for hours and hours, but it wasn't hot. It was just they wouldn't service any coffee. And it was just, uh, yeah, that's happened years ago. And what was it? Um, um, apparently, either a, a mechanical issue, I can't remember. But, yeah, it was like three, three or four hours of hanging out there. At no point did I want to get out on the wing. <laughs> at no point was I opening the door. I think the biggest problem I had was I was a smoker at the time. And uh, this was after they banned smoking. And I was getting a little bit antsy to want to have a cigarette. You're Jonesing. That's really a mind over matter thing. Eh? It's like, you oh, yeah. there's, you know, I'm pissed off and I can't stand this, but there's nothing I can do about it. So I got to relax because if I get freaked out, it's going to make worse. Uh, uh, yeah, like, I don't know how that stuff still goes on. Like, how there isn't some kind of contingency plan, like like opening doors. Just open the doors on yeah. the plane, even if you're in the tarmac. But I guess there's reasons they can't. Yeah, there's got to be some... There's got to be some technical issue. Speaking of doors, I was going to bring this up. The 737 Maxes. 737 Maxes are back. They've cleared them to fly again after what they called this is, I love the way I, I read the article and it has in quotations, the door incident. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. You mean, you mean where the door opened or flew off mid-flight, that incident? Because and sucked somebody was, out, right? Oh, no, no. No, 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 no not this one. Out. No, oh, not, not it, that one. Oh, it okay. has in the past. Oh, all right. But that's a pretty... I would call that more than an incident where the giant hole appears in your airplane. The thing about our times that we live in, these times that we live, when it happened on that Air Hawaii flight years ago, however many years that was, where somebody did get sucked out, there was zero footage from it because nobody had a phone on them. But this incident, you can just go and people were immediately, immediately got their phones out and started filming it. So there's plenty of video of it. I just I think we come from a different time because if I'm on a plane where all of a sudden there's a hole in it and it's the wind is rushing and the oxygen oxygen mask and the last thing I'm going to do is like hey I better start documenting this. I'm going to show Dan and Fred. <laughs> yeah, they won't believe this. Yeah first thing people think of now oh yeah oh yeah well any incident whether it's uh, police or fire or any kind of incident of any sort people pull their phones out because it's right there and mm-hmm. you know like if you're if if the door plug blows on your airplane you're going to be sitting there a little bit before the plane does land and you're strapped in a seat what are you going to do if your phone's right there well maybe <laughs> And, you know, have you ever thought of this? So you get your phone out and it does have a tragic end. It falls out of the sky and hits the ground and blows up and everybody's dead. But, you know, a phone gets flung into the field or something and they get the phone and they look and it's captured. The whole horrific thing is captured on the phone. Yeah. 
Imagine you know, that. There's tons of videos like that, by the way. Oh, is there? Not just in, well, I don't know if there's tons of airplane crash videos, mm. but there's tons of disasters. Video. It's a whole category on YouTube where oh. it's like people's final moments. E. You oh, mean yeah. just before they, the, the car just hits? Just before the bear hits. bites their fucking heads off, yes. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Car accidents, tons. Yeah. Not good. Uh, Freddie. Um, yes. Hold on one second, because I know you've already talked about this fine company, but let them talk about themselves for themselves. Feeling stuck on the sidelines? Hey, watch where you're walking, man. When life gives you too much to tackle? I'm going to need that draft tomorrow. You know it's time to play. It's easy to find your next favorite game at Bodog.net. Get the latest sports odds and free tips to help you go all the way this football season. Visit Bodog.net today. Hashtag make a play. And you still have some uh, business to take care of, do you not? Yes, uh, Tim uh, Niblett, a portfolio manager. Raymond James, a member of the Canadian Investors Protection Fund. Uh, Tim, you know, relaxing these days. He's off doing this and that. And sitting in for him is Jay Bondi. Jay will be by on Wednesday. All right, to talk about having a plan, the why and the what. Why is a projection, a.k.a. a plan, important? And what can he do or Jim do to help create one? All right? So we're going to cover that on Wednesday with Jay Bondi, the retirement Sherpa, the retirement Sherpa.ca. And uh, Daniel, you'll be with us tomorrow, I hope. I certainly will be. Back again for another. How day. are you, Dan Duran? Are things okay oh, with good. you? You're okay. Yeah, things have been great. Yeah, thank you for that. Really? For the uh, the inquiry. Yeah, things have been good. Have you uh, have you committed to the reading of the hockey play? Actually, I was uh, after the show here. I'm going to email the uh, the director and ask her, uh, uh, you know, rehearsal dates and stuff like that. And see if uh, oh, so you have yeah. see if they line up. See if they line up with my life. Yeah. When is your uh, when is the uh, actual uh, play? You know, that's a good question. I think it's the mm-hmm. 24th of March, 25th, 26th, somewhere in there. Oh, so I wanted to get the actual. Here. Yeah, no, you uh, won't. Uh, I would go to that. Well, I'm a little concerned about that day, too, because I would definitely go to that, along with the rest of uh, Cockface fans. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> in the program. Mm-hmm. Dan Ryan Cockface. <laughs> that's, what it, that's what it will say Playing in the, the role program. Of Cam, that, yeah. that uh, in the in the bio of Dan's is uh, actor, radio broadcaster, uh, veteran of many roles, and is currently in development of a uh, <laughs> of a, a multimedia series movie <laughs> book. <laughs> Cockface, the origin story. Um, tomorrow on the show, Larry Fedorik will be with us. Always great catching up with Larry. And then um, another uh, world-class talker in Ralph Ben Mergy on Wednesday. Yeah. Do you think we could ever get Jordan Peterson on the show? Like, is he... Is there something wrong with him? Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, how has he become the this great spokesperson for all is right. And I listen to the guy and I think there's something not right there. Did he play football as a kid? Like seriously? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think he did. You know, he's you, you say that Rogan is a smart guy for dumb people. 
originally, mm. and Peterson's been around for a long time. I became aware right. of him quite some time ago. My older brother and I were talking about him. He's mm. a smart guy, for real, but yeah. he seems to want to be a smart guy for dumb people on purpose. Yeah, it's, uh, I can't, yeah. It's, yeah, I just, he's fucking weirdo, man. But anyway. he's, a, he's a trained psychologist, right? Oh, yeah. No, so I know. Not, yeah. He doesn't have expertise in all the things he talks about. But Politics. he does have an expertise. He he does have at least the foundation of being extremely intelligent. But as you say, he's, yes, he, he's become a spokesperson for a whole generation of angry white boys. Yeah, and he's a psychologist, not a psychiatrist, right? So right. it's he's like my brother. Difference. My brother's a psychologist. Yeah. Yeah, but your brother's not like when you listen to your brother talk, you don't come away thinking, oh, my God, what happened no. to that guy? <laughs> no, that's me. <laughs> that's you. <laughs> yeah, that would be me. They're like, what the fuck's wrong with him? What the fuck is he talking about? Uh-huh. Um, all right, Dan Duran, take us home. This episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Boron One, Bodog, Kelsey's, and Lender's Choice Mortgages. For comments.